This is the Thursday Night Podcast, your source for news, analysis, and all things Georgia State sports. Because every day is Thursday. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Thursday Night Podcast. My name is Jordan and I'm joined today by David and Brady. Uh, getting a little bit of Panther basketball action discussion for you guys today. Uh, on Thursday evening, the UT Arlington Mavericks came into the sports arena and the Panthers handled them to a score of 83-77 and 77 in favor of the boys in blue. Uh, gentlemen, what do we think about that game? I feel good about that UT Arlington game. I think there was a lot to like uh, from Georgia State's perspective. You know, um, if you look at the box score, they weren't prolific from three-point range, um, and they were a little bit lower on the field goal percentage that you would like a Georgia State team to be. But they started off hot, kind of let UT Arlington back in the game, and Arlington actually took the lead at halftime, and then Georgia State in the second half turned it on. And that's exactly what you want to see. You know, you want to see a team that's active on defense and getting a whole bunch of turnovers. Well, UT Arlington had 20 turnovers. You know, that's those are things that are phenomenal. And Georgia State continues to do impressive things while they're playing basketball at home. You know, they were 24 of 34 at the free throw line. It's in the 70s. You know, you'd like to see that get up, but... If Georgia State's going to be shooting 34 free throws, I think you can live with the 73 to 75 range as far as the percentages. So definitely a lot to like and definitely one of the better games that they've played this year. Yeah, I think when you play a team like UTA and also Texas State, these are true of both teams. It's going to be tough defensively the way they play. They just make you grind it out. And what I was noticing especially in the first half was the team who was able to push it in transition and not get stuck going against the half court was the team that was having success. So early on after the initial time when neither team was really shooting well, but once Georgia state went on their first run, it was because they were getting stops and immediately pushing in transition. And then when UTA got back in the game, it was because UTA was doing the same thing back and Georgia state started getting really stagnant on offense. And A lot of that has to do with Texas Arlington, but it's not all about that. I think there was some taking the first chance you can get going on on offense and just driving into contested lanes that wasn't going well. But it also has to be said that Corey Allen took an ugly fall in the first half. He came back in very shortly, but only ended up playing just under 11 minutes on the night. And so... When you're playing a team that's going to challenge you defensively and you lose your leading scorer, that's going to be a challenge. But I think in the second half, what you saw was Damon Wilson, Kane Williams come out and say, yeah, we're the leaders, we're the senior and the junior on this team who've been there before. And they came out and started demanding the ball. They started driving a lot. And it wasn't a good shooting night from three. But in the second half, they started getting better looks. And I think that's why you saw better results and that's why you saw more free throws is they started getting fouls instead of just getting the shots blocked or getting them contested or whatever but down the stretch it was pretty well salted away and some turnovers against the press and a couple missed free throws meant UTA had a chance to cut it back to one possession right at the end but shot didn't fall rebound for Georgia State the game's over and you don't have to really worry about it but definitely that first conference win is always a nice thing, starting 1-0, especially at home. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to kind of come back to that three point uh, percentage point for a second, because it's really not that bad. If one of those five that uh, Justin shoots go in, you're looking at an over 30% day. So, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where the look started to get better and they still weren't falling to a point, but you know, it's not something that we're going to really lament. You know, I think this is going to be a Georgia state team. That's not going to be prolific from there, which is different from what we've seen, but that doesn't mean they're not still good. Well, they're averaging over 40% on the year. I'm talking about (laughs) volume. Okay. Not percentage. Sorry. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there might be games with volume, but I, I I think that what matters is just the the percentage and that you're getting good looks. I mean, if you're scoring overall and you're getting a good clip from three, I don't know that it necessarily matters how many you make. I mean, obviously three is more than two, but if you're scoring either way, and I think that going away from the three, because Georgia state took 66 shots on the night and only 18 were threes and only five threes in the second half. I think going away from the perimeter really helped them find something on offense in this game when they'd really been struggling in the first half. Oh yeah. And they've, we've seen that countless times this year where they'll, you know, in the first half kind of shoot a lot and then they're not falling. So they kind of sag back and you know do different things and go after the basket, which allows them to actually make some of the threes, you know, that variance and variability is great to see out of the offense. All right. So yeah, like you guys said, always good to start out conference play with a win on Saturday, the Texas state Bobcats came into the friendly confines of the third floor and ended up with a Georgia State victory, 81-69. This is a game that I saw live, tweeted from Media Row, did a little recap for you guys. If you haven't seen that, you can go check it out on the website. But uh, initial impressions, the game did not start off very well for the Panthers at all. At one point, it was 17-3 in favor of the Bobcats in the middle of the first half before the Panthers really woke up and said, hey, you know, maybe we should uh, start playing basketball. Uh, Jokes aside... The uh, first half was really, really uncharacteristic, I think, of what this Panthers team has done most of the year. Uh, Lots of just sloppy play, bad looks. Uh, And Texas State shot 20 free throws before the end of the half. 20. They shot 30 all game. They made 27. At the half, the score was 38 for Texas State, and half of those 19 points were from free throws. It was just... It's a lot. Georgia State was not shooting very well, but Texas State was shooting worse, which was, it was weird. They were shooting 14.7% from behind the arc, uh, the Bobcats were, and I think they ended the game shooting 22.2%. Georgia State's three-point shooting was a lot better, but not really until the end of the first half and the second half was when the Panthers really dominated. But uh, what did you guys think about this game? Yeah, uh, again, I'll just copy and paste what I said about Texas State's kind of an annoying team to play defensively. And just like the start of the UTA game, I think it it was affecting the choices Georgia State was making on offense. Uh, I thought that they were lackadaisical with where they were going with it. Um, And I thought that if it had kept going that way, that game would have gotten ugly. Uh, But Georgia State did start turning around. They started playing defense that fed into the offense a little bit, which also hadn't happened to start the game. And it could have been over at 17-3, but Georgia State worked their way back in slowly. 
throughout the game, it felt like a little Jordan tweeted this during the game, two steps forward, one step back, because by the end of the first half, they got close. I don't think they took the lead, but they cut it close. They cut it to maybe tying it again. And then Texas State still took the lead into the half and then started out the second half on a little run to take a seven point lead. And it, it felt like until about eight minutes left in the game, that's how it kept going is that Texas State had the lead. Georgia State cut it close. Texas State pushed it back out a little bit again. I guess kind of the opposite of with Georgia State, Texas Arlington, where Georgia State kind of had the lead most of the second half and UTA kept cutting into it. The difference here is that Georgia State was able to actually finally take the lead. And the final five and change minutes, the closeout from the team was probably the biggest takeaway for me. Um, The closeout was incredible. It was a close game. And then before you knew it, Georgia State was up 14. And it ended 81-69. And it's kind of a misleading scoreline if you're looking at the whole game because... Texas State led the game for 31 and a half minutes. Georgia State led the game for just over five and a half. And still, it counts as a win in the wins, you know. Yeah, the team was really, really streaky. Well, really, both of them were on Saturday. It was, uh, I think there were probably three or four separate times in the second half when one team just wouldn't score for three or four minutes at a time. There was one point when neither team scored for, I think, two or three minutes. That was kind of comical after so many shots had been dropping. Speaking of shots dropping, Corey Allen made five three-pointers on Saturday, adding for uh, 17 points in his 25 minutes. Uh, So it was really good to see him coming off of what could have been a scary situation on Thursday when he left the game. Come back and just business as usual, just money buckets all day. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. (laughs) This seems to be there's no problem there. Uh, The person I'd want to shout out for both games, who really feels like he's finding what he wants to do in this offense and defense, just he's kind of carved out his role, is Nelson Phillips. Yes. There were a few games where it felt like he was, I don't know if it was, you know, learning the offensive sets, learning his role off the bench, exactly what it was, but... If this series of games against the Texas schools is any indication, he's starting to figure it out and he's starting to offer something that Georgia State needs off the bench, which is just energy. He, he's come in, he's got that corner three nailed down where he shoots it at a pretty good clip. And if you leave him open, which teams have been wont to do, he's going to hit it a lot of the time. And he's one of the better on-ball defenders, I'd say, on the team. He definitely, it feels like he's correctly in that role off the bench. I think that that's where right now he fits best, but that isn't a diss on him. You need guys to come off the bench and play well, and he's he's carving out that role, and I think that he really affected both games for stretches at a time. He was definitely a huge factor in this game. Um, I think kind of in a similar way, to uh, how Jeff Thomas was last year coming off the bench, just that force player that you can see, okay, well, he's going to come in, he's going to handle the game for a little bit and contribute, and then Joe Jones the third also had a pretty good game on a Saturday. His best game at Georgia State. Yes. And he's had a, a little bit of a tough time. He's, it's been more the Jalen Thomas show of late. Um, 
as far as the bigs go. And Joe's had some games where he's just gotten into foul trouble early or just hasn't really gotten it going. So I think Coach Lanier has been like, let's go with Josh or let's go with Jalen. Um, let's go with Chris Clarkley. But it felt like a thing where Jalen struggled on Saturday, which they're all freshmen. You know, they're both freshmen. They're going to have games where they're just not feeling it and they're still not going to be consistent. And that's what you hope they aspire to eventually. But he came off the bench and started offering like Nelson energy and he was going after boards and he was getting putbacks and he was getting offensive rebounds. And he was another person who really affected the game and he would career tying high eight points, a career high 11 rebounds. And that's what you brought him in to do. And he was just very effective, especially because Eric Terry down low had a really good game for Texas state. And you needed someone to be able to, defend him and take away some of his looks and make some of his looks more difficult. And I thought that Joe did a really good job. I think it was an encouraging thing to see after a couple of weeks of, I guess, struggle for lack of a better word, but it shows you that there isn't one guy in this Georgia state front court. There's a three, four of them and they're going to take turns, but every one of them has the chance any given game to be the guy. And you'd love more consistency than that. You'd love to be able to say, this guy is going to give me X points, X rebounds and bring me this defense. But for right now, as long as the coaches are able to identify in game and see who to ride, you know, it's not surprising to see the defensive stats and to see how well the shooting percentages are because in the man to man it's working. You're getting a lot of contests on shots and Georgia state shot great from three on Saturday, not so much on Thursday, but neither team shot well from three in either game. And on the season, Georgia state's allowing just under 27% from three, just under 39% from the field. And that's making a lot of difference. Uh, the, the team is not playing perfectly right now. There's a lot that they can clean up. Turnovers still need to come down. But the fact of the matter is, if those percentages stay about where they are, which isn't conceivable given how they're playing, then the numbers on a whole, you're going to stop giving up 71 a game. You're gonna, that number's going to drop into the 60s because those percentages just play to your favor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was talking to Associate Athletic Director of Communication, Mike Holmes. Uh, he was saying that Georgia State currently is uh, first in the Sun Belt in terms of uh, fewest points allowed from three. And depending on how the next couple games go, could be top 20 nationally. So that's an interesting stat. He's always got something good for us in the statistics department. So we wanted to get this pot out because there's a game when this will get released tomorrow, Monday, against SMU, and didn't want to talk about these games and have it get released after the SMU game and be like, why didn't they talk about this game? Um, I guess the first thing for this game that stands out is just that this will be the third game in six days for Georgia State, and it will be after a flight to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, SMU's good. They just lost in double overtime, to Georgia and they're coming off their second straight loss after starting the year eight and oh. So they're going to be hungry to fix that, especially coming home. They are a good defensive team, just like Georgia state holding teams under 40% shooting. Uh, their 3% allowed rate is 32%. And 
They shoot free throws well. They've got four guys with 14 points or more a game. It's going to be a tough game. It would be anyway if Georgia State was totally fresh, but they aren't. So I don't know. I'm not measuring expectations because it's the middle of the season and everyone's dealing with a little bit of fatigue. But road game, tough road game. It will be nice to see another effort like what we saw against Duke and Georgetown. And if they get over the finish line being close in a game like that, it will be a good win against a good AAC team. That's all you can ask for sometimes. Go play competitively and see what happens. So that's going to do it for us for this special kind of half-week edition of the Thursday Night Podcast. Uh, We'll be back later on more toward the Arizona Bowl with some bowl talk. But until then, that's going to be it, and we will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. The Thursday Night Podcast is a production of ThursdayNight.com, the independent source of choice for all things Georgia State sports. This podcast and all included sounds are exclusive property of and copyright 2019 Jordan Crawford Enterprises, LLC, on behalf of ThursdayNight.com, unless otherwise specified. The podcast is produced by Programming Director Brady Weiler and Technical Director Jordan Crawford, with assistance from co-hosts Taylor Dynan and David Salmon. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, as well as podcast aggregators like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. To submit questions and comments, or to request information on advertising and corporate partnerships, contact the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Thursday Night, or via email at thursdaynight at gmail.com.